Hello, welcome to another episode of the Gridcoin Fireside here in the Gridcoin Discord server. Today is Friday the 13th. Ah! Oh no! What do we do? I guess we'll just continue crunching some boink. Uh, it's <laughs> never a bad day to crunch. This is true. I boink every day of the week, let me tell you. I'll get into details do we, do if you we, ask. I, and not to completely sidetrack this, but um, just, I know, I know I'd love to kind of push, I know we used to have merch a few years ago. We used to. Can we please get a shirt that says, do you even boink? Like, yeah, I think I still have my uh, uh, Redbubble store up, but I'll double check it. I know we had going. a really big sticker phase like two and a half years ago. We did. We went through a sticker phase, didn't we? <laughs> we had a sti- We had like people were dropping like 50, 60 stickers in piles randomly in public. I remember that. Yeah. Um, but that was how every coin was kind of getting hurt. <laughs> just random like paper oh. drops. Um, yeah, we should do merch again, right? Like, um, I don't know. Yeah, I'll set something up. I'll put it on myself. Um, it'll, it'll probably come out around Christmas. I'm winking uh, for the Boink Network folk. Surprise Christmas person. Woo! Um, anyway, today we're going to be talking about Gridcoin because this is not the Boink radio show. This is the Gridcoin show where we talk about Gridcoin, which is associated with Boink in one way or another, right? Uh, we're kind of winging it today because we don't have too much to talk about. Uh, but I will remind everyone to update their wallets because there is a mandatory update that triggers in uh, probably like a week and a half at this point, maybe two weeks. Um, I think it was 20, 20 days last week. So we're probably down to two weeks. It triggers in, let's say, two weeks. Uh, the mandatory update is primarily a bug fix that has to do with new CPIDs. Uh, so it's not new features or anything like that. It is just uh, an unfortunate fix that had to be a mandatory. Uh, so that's... correct me if I'm wrong, but the, the specific fix, it, I, if anyone, for all the people who've been on 5.0, I'm assuming mm-hmm. this is the fix related to how, uh, like if, when you upgraded, you had to redo it because of the something. I know there's a great description. I just remember. Uh, I just how remember do I even know what you're asking? Like, <laughs> No, never mind. No, I actually do know you're asking. Cut it. Cut it from the recording. Just, we're good. Never mind. No, this update, um, you you still need to, if you're just updating, you still need to renew and validate your beacon. That's very important. Uh, Everyone in the future will need to validate beacons as they register their CPIDs with their Gridcoin wallet. Um, But this is for users like Koshi here, who is new to Gridcoin, uh, who are registering CPIDs for the first time and there is an edge case where um, sometimes they'll register a CPID and they still won't get rewards. The, the problem was identified, and to fix it requires a mandatory update. So, so if you if you have a lot of trouble with CPIDs, not not saying this is like always the answer, but um, uh, and again, this isn't for people on the call, just, just in general. Always remember, um, you can while you're trying to figure it out. If you're like, you know, I'm having trouble getting this, or you're, you're having trouble finding support at all or something, um, you can always start with a pool and then switch. So This is true. This is true. Although Koshi, I'm going to use Koshi as an example here, um, is someone coming from the uh, Bunk Team Planet 3D now who was not, who is aware of Gridcoin in the past, has been pointing for a very long time, uh, basically since the beginning. Uh, but was not joining Gridcoin, was not deciding to get rewarded with Gridcoin because of the team requirement. And now that the team requirement is mo- removed and that they can stay with their team, which they've been on for 15 years, which is freaking crazy long. Uh, so kudos there, man. <laughs> uh, 
uh, they can now get Gridcoin. So there's a lot of people like that who are coming over for the first time, setting up CPIDs, and having this bug is an issue. So that's what the fix is for. Uh, and all these people coming over generally, I don't know, they'll, they'll pop down the like 100 bucks or 50 bucks to be able to stake. Yeah, so Koshi, because as Koshi points out, uh, you don't just join the pool when you are with Boink forever because you lose your stats. So these people uh, are, are buying Gridcoin to be able to keep their stats and stake and receive their rewards. Uh, so for new, 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 new users, new to Boink and new to Gridcoin, pools are a great way to get into it, to learn a little bit. Uh, to familiarize yourself with both Boink and Gridcoin without having a lot of the um, having to deal with a lot of the nitty gritties, and there's really not many nitty gritties when you get down to it, which is a really fun thing to say. So I'm going to try and throw that in as much as I can today. Um, but <laughs> if you don't want to get into the nitty gritties, you can join a pool, and then you don't need to deal with your CPID. And then once you are confident that we in fact are a real thing and that cryptocurrency is not a tulip bubble it is in fact the currency of the future it's really not going anywhere it is in fact called web 3.0 for a reason bitcoin is digital gold for a reason um once you understand that and you can see it and i will be the first to tell you uh you don't see it when you first join this space because it does seem really weird like money is just being generated out of nowhere well you end up being like wait a minute where does fiat money come from? Oh, it's just uh, generated it out of nowhere. There it is. Bingo card. Halfway <laughs> yeah. full, man. Already. Five minutes in. So, so it's understandable to be skeptical Skeptical when you first come into cryptocurrency. In fact, those of us who have been here for a long time encourage everyone to be skeptical when you first come into cryptocurrency. If anyone tells you to dive right in, don't trust them. Be skeptical. Ask questions. Make sure you're joining a project that is there for the right reason, has a solid backing uh, of development, uh, and uh, isn't what we refer to as a scam coin, uh, which will just ask you if they can take their picture with you and then use that picture to scam people out of tens of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands, if not millions of dollars, because, oh, here's this very reputable person who took their picture with us. And so we can probably sucker a bunch of people into thinking that we are a legitimate project. Uh, don't fall for that. Ask questions. Um, and yeah, once so, you, go ahead. No, I was going to say that the, the, before we get too far away, I will say just the only, as, as, as newcomers are coming in, um, I know this has been said time and time again on just, but like, you know, some of those podcasts are a couple of years old. Um, the, the, primary besides the nitty-gritty right the primary difference for newbies if you're coming in and you're like do i pick a pool or regular why would i why would i go through the effort of picking the regular only difference is um technically the pool would be if let's say for example you're crunching um you're crunching asteroids and you find a really amazing asteroid that's hurtling towards the earth right the person who would be credited in finding that in Boink would technically be the pool. Um, the pool's name would be labeled on it. So that's the only real difference is technically any findings. If you were like, I want my name next to a finding. If I crunch a specific uh, amount of work, that would be really cool for my name to be next to. Um, a lot of people always see prime numbers where it's like, I crunched and I found a prime number. My name's permanently next to that. Um yeah, that's the only major difference. So if 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 the recognition or your name being next to it matters to you, then um then yeah, 
that that would be the only situation. Yeah, the pool is what's called a project manager. And on the blockchain side, there are a couple more nitty gritties to the differences between a pool and going solo. Uh, but for the most part, yeah, what you said. And uh, there are project managers that are not cryptocurrency related. Another example is Science United. And if you crunch with Science United, you don't get your stats. Science United gets your stats as far as I understand it. Um, and you don't learn about the, the science as much. Gridcoin pools actually encourage you to learn about the science. Um, account manager. Yes. Thank you, Sai. Um, oh, you interrupted a really good ramble for that. You were going Jeez. on fiat currency. So I was like, this is my chance. This is it. I can save 40 minutes if I stop him now. Do we have 40 minutes to fill, man? I don't know. <laughs> I can start listing things alphabetically from like, you know, patch notes or something. I, I mean, we can fill it. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, come into the space. It's a fun space. Ask questions. No, I was going on a rant on people being irresponsible and taking pictures with scam coins and then ending up being uh, uh, accessories to scam. <laughs> there are plenty of those in the crypto or in the blank space. So, uh koshi also points out if you want to hang out on project forums you need an account you can't talk via the pool that's another another aspect um really going solo is the way to go uh from both a crypto and a boink aspect uh perspective but if you don't want to if you're just coming in as i was saying join the pool because it doesn't cost you don't need to buy any grc in order to stake and in the future uh we are tossing around ideas, development ideas on how to make it so you don't need to stake in order to get your Gridcoin rewards, or or you don't need to have a lot of GRC in order to stake in order to get your Gridcoin rewards. Uh, there are technical reasons why you one needs to stake to get your Gridcoin rewards, um, and we're not going to get into those. But um, really, the two solutions being tossed around that I've seen are one is called MRC or manual rewards claims, which would basically say you push a button and your rewards are given to you in the next block or shortly after you push the button uh, for a small fee because you have the way blockchain works is you have to send a fee across the network to move data. Uh, that's standard. That's that's yeah. That's not going to be able to not exist. Um, and the other one is essentially staking pools where people could pool their rewards or their their grc and into a group and when that group stakes the grc rewards from the protocol would get distributed to that group and then um, split up among that group's participants relative to their crunching i think i said that right so, but those, so that's pretty much saying you'll have a mega wallet that stakes and collects all of this and then pretty much earmarks all of the rewards for individuals. Well, yeah, but we don't then, need to make up a new word for it. It's called a pool. They exist in Bitcoin. They exist in Gridcoin already. Um, yeah. So so they're called pools. Um, they're the pool relatively common enough, in the crypto space. Does it get called space. a lake? <laughs> uh, no, but you do get a lifeguard. Oh, okay. That's important yeah. for safety reasons and for not yeah. scamming. It's... Um, I want to say David Duchovny. It's definitely not David Duchovny. Um, Hasselhoff. It's Hasselhoff. You get a Hasselhoff. Um, the, the Hoff. Oh, man. The Hoff. Is he still around? Is he still doing stuff? Last I saw, he was eating a cheeseburger while drunk. Do you really? Because she says they love him in Germany. Why? Why is that a thing? Haven't you ever seen Dodgeball Man? There's literally a scene where like the German team's worshipping a picture of Hasselhoff. 
Yeah, I thought that was a joke. Like, why why is the Hoff such a big thing in Germany? Yeah, but Knight Rider and Baywatch were great, no matter where you were. But they were in like, oh, he brought down the wall. (laughs) He brought down the wall. No, no, that's it. (laughs) He brought down the wall. (laughs) Yeah, no, Knight Rider was great. I didn't really like Baywatch that much. Um, Knight Rider was hilarious. (laughs) Didn't mean to be funny, but it was. Um, Okay, so there, we just talked about pools for a little bit. That's cool. That's great. We found a topic. Guys, just join in. We don't know what to talk about today, so we're just winging it. So if you have any questions about Gridcoin, if you want uh, me to ramble about anything in particular, let me know. Otherwise, I'm just going to talk until uh, something productive falls out of my mouth. Um, oh, thank God. Yes, your your mic is not working. <laughs> oh, gotcha. Good. Mr. Nethelic. Uh, what else? So are there specific... Um, so it, like, it, is there specific point groups now that we don't have team requirements that um would be interested or or we should do outreach to or is that already started uh yeah we should be if we should be reaching out to boink more uh responsibly and respectfully and um i will say right off the bat be ready to accept no and get out of my face and f you as answers and don't respond to them don't start freaking twitter beef or forum beef uh, but we should be reaching out to Boink projects, Boink teams, uh, Boink users. Uh, so if you are on a team like Koshi uh, and you think your users might be interested in Gridcoin, because why not? You get a little bit of cash at least. Uh, and if Gridcoin takes off, you will definitely make enough uh, more than you put in in terms of electricity. Um, go ahead, spread the word. Word of mouth is great advertising right now. Uh, and at the very, very least, you'll learn a little bit about crypto. Uh, and, and that's really what we're here for. Yes, Gridcoin is amazing, but we're here for the digital future. Of um, if you could think of any real initiative we could put together, that'd be wonderful. Uh, I'll be giving a talk at the Virtual Boink Workshop, which is still being developed uh, right now. Uh, I think Jim also wants to talk a little bit at the Virtual Boink Workshop. I think Delta is uh here you go koshi that's a great great thought that will give me plenty of rambles uh koshi says if scientists get cash that's great as well i will point out that um he he continues or if we can support boing stats that's the part i like um yeah the gridcoin community actually has donated quite a bit over the years uh to specific boing projects if that boing project says that they accept grc and provides a wallet uh, the Boeing community is not one to shy away from stepping up. But at the same time, remember when I was talking about fiat? Uh, so in the real world, fiat gets pushed no, out. I don't, I don't think you ever talked about fiat at all. Sorry. Nor nor Marxism. Not not that one either. I've never in the like years you've known me talked about Marxism, just so you know. That was Netflix's idea he put in your head. <laughs> shut up that's chocolate that is chocolate's idea i think um so the uh, i the, for the record i have also never talked about marxism either if you thought i talked about Marxism, if no, someone's gonna make me, me go through two years worth of this chat history to prove all of you wrong i so help me yeah find out who started the marx rumors <laughs> it might have it might have been barton i think it might have been barton oh it could have been barton because he started posting a lot of hippity hoppity abolish private property memes. <laughs> he did. Yeah, oh, that, that's not like Barton. Good old meme days. Um, yeah, so in a fiat world, 
poof, money is created. Money is given to banks. Banks loan money to other banks, which loan money to other banks, which bundle it together in subprime uh, asset uh, products and then get bought out by another bank, which then loans the money to the bank, which then loans the money to a small business, which starts a business and hires a an employee who then uh, gets income and pays taxes based on that income. Those taxes go to the government, which then allocates a small portion of it, a very small portion of it, to scientific research through largely NSF and NIH and things like DARPA and other uh, initiatives. So that sounds like a very, very wasteful flow of money, eh? There are, if that, it, it all starts by someone goes poof and makes fiat currency. So what cryptocurrency does is it takes that entire process and puts it into computer code and makes that computer code ideally open source and permissionless and lets anyone play around with it. So with Gridcoin, what we could do, what we hopefully one day will do with a treasury system and some tweaks to our voting mechanisms and through some interesting stuff we can do with magnitude, uh, money goes poof from the protocol. A certain portion of that, none of it goes to a bank, first of all, none of it. So money goes poof, gets created in the protocol, it's held by the protocol, and then the protocol, with no human intervention, distributes some of it to uh, crunchers, basically volunteers uh, donating their computation cycles to Boink projects and other distributed computing projects. Um, a portion of it goes to help maintain itself. So that means it would go into a pool from which developers uh, could withdraw or ask for funds from that pool through a process we would have to develop and build, hopefully automate it as well. Uh, and developers, by being able to access that pool of funds, will continue to maintain the protocol and improve it over time. And a portion of it would be distributed directly to scientists who put forward proposals, just as they would to NSF, except instead of putting proposals asking for tax money from the, the workers, what they're doing is asking to circumvent that entire flow in the fiat cycle and get ahead of the banks. So the money would go directly from the poof point to the uh, scientist. And then the scientist would buy things, produce stuff, and by producing stuff uh, would inject that currency into an economy, which is how shit should go in the first place, uh, instead of going to banks and banks and banks and banks and banks and then to people. Um, I, I don't know if you guys are aware. I don't like banks too much. <laughs> and uh, another portion. Really? Could, I would could, never have guessed. <laughs> another portion could go to uh, really wherever we want to put it, because in the beginning of this, this ramble, I mentioned that the protocol that uh, runs this whole thing is put in computer code and is open source and permissionless. So it's run by the commons, which is just anyone who wants to contribute can contribute. Uh, and if you convince enough people that your contribution, your desired change is worthwhile, then your desired change essentially gets implemented, assuming it's built and, and works and everything, right? So that is the world we can build. So the the flow is highly efficient. There is uh, not as much um, loss along the way because every time you send money from one bank to another bank, uh, and a loan, you lose money. If you create money through a loan process, 
you can everyone has heard this before you can't actually ever repay there there's not enough money in existence to repay the original loan because money is loaned into existence that's a, the poof process right now on uh, the fiat system so if you create it through a protocol that that's not a real thing anymore you're not really a debt based system uh in that regard uh you still use debt in other ways it'll be interesting to see how that's built but that's what we can do to fund science in the future practically koshi asks are there any blank projects that accept grc donations yes there are a good handful uh that accept grc donations i don't know any off the top of my head i know seti used to for example um probably tn grid uh they they're pretty grid coin friendly um yo yo um i think blank stats accepts grc as donations uh oh gregor already mentioned yo yo thank you uh, but there are a few out there. And, you know, we could actually, now that the team require is mo- removed and as Koshi demonstrates as a user that people are less uh, resistant to Gridcoin now that we got that bad taste of the team requirement out of their mouths, maybe more projects would be open to accepting it. And, you know, the new Boink projects that were in development and that we reach out to when they're still new are very receptive to what we're building here. Uh, so it's really the old guard of Boink that is resistant to cryptocurrency, Gridcoin, and moving things forward with both Boink and Gridcoin. So if we just continue to be on the forefront of distributed computing and, and the crypto space and, and be on top of it with uh, new projects as they pop up, you know, communicate respectfully, responsibly, let people who know how to communicate well, myself, Jim, Sai, others, um, let us do the communicating to this with the scientists instead of just like going and forum bombing them. Then we'll probably be fine because eventually the old guard will either disappear or uh, adapt to survive. Um, Excuse me, I have a topic related to that I'd to discuss. Go for it. I think one of the reasons that the team requirement has been such a big success is because it lowers friction, and there's still quite a bit. But if you're already into Boink, a deal. But if you're not it's definitely a hurt and the team requirement gets other boinkers kind of in the but people who i think it's quite an obstacle so what would the what would a future look like if you were to treat a user's private keys and wallet tracks the same way that you might treat cpids accounts objects so that are less requirement to have client installed because you would have a, a way to like, say to the con and there would be information about what your current machine that's submitting jobs to TN grid or somewhere else that, you know, you can just have that client create an account. And in the background, it starts to put together a beacon and sets up the CPID. And in the meantime, you just get started. Uh, I would leave that to Jim or Sai to talk to talk about basically you're if they're here, uh, either of you feel free to cut me off. Uh, but basically you're talking about, um, integrating boink with gridcoin so you only need to set up one of them uh and by setting up that one a gridcoin in your example you've got everything going uh i think that would be very streamlined uh sai talked about it jim and sai actually talked about it a couple episodes ago on how they want to do it and they actually don't think it's too complicated uh i don't know if it involves basically what you're describing which is replacing cpids with private keys uh but oh, that's no, no, no. i mean like how the gridcoin wallet is responsible for maintaining 
private keys, right? And also block stuff too. But then also if you could have it include CPIDs as responsibility of managing personal yeah, data. <clears throat> so can you guys hear me? So um, yep. we, we've, uh, we've talked, there are already some aspects of the code that we did in the, in the Fern uh, uh, release that anticipates the generalization of CPID. And, you know, unfortunately, CPID is one of the most irritating parts of Blank entirely in that in, um, I, I'm not going to get into the technical details, but it's, it's very difficult to create a, a um, common key of multiple hosts that correlates to a single individual, which is what CPID attempts to do and, and, and attempts to do it in an automated fashion. And I would tell you sometimes doesn't do it well. As, as those people who have suffered through split, split CPID problems have will attest to, it can be maddening, even, uh, even when you have the correct email address in and, you know, and all that stuff, it, it sometimes just won't cooperate. Um, we'd like to, I think, move to a unique identifier, which, you know, most naturally would be a, a private key, public key pair of some sort. That would be, you know, you could probably link CPIDs, one or more CPIDs to that. And, uh, you know, I think that was the original intent of SciSci's uh, mining ID generalization in the code to eventually move in that direction. But right now it's, it's, it's not done. I think that uh, to code a full replacement for the Boink client is a monumental undertaking. I, I don't know if folks have looked at that code base, but it's quite large. I mean, it's, it's no trivial feat to write a job manager that downloads and manages and, and uploads, it runs and uploads scientific work units, right? That's, that's not as easy as it sounds. So I think, you know, where we're going to end up with this is probably a way to link one or more CPIDs to a unique identifier that's correlated with an individual in Gridcoin, and then also have the wallet do some degree of management of Boink and, and, you know, potentially in the future, other distributed computing uh, um, applications beyond Boink uh, as we go forward. That would be sort of the vision that I have uh, going forward. It's, it's, you know, it's quite a bit of work to get there, but that would be the direction I think we'd head. Yeah, and it would do, Drugens, what you're pointing out is a big problem. Um, and, and you nailed it. The team required removal opens the door for current Boinkers, uh, which is really what the, the goal was. Uh, because we're we're fixing the legacy of Gridcoin right now by doing this uh, and inviting more Boinkers in. And some of these Boinkers, I'll use Jim as an example. Jim is a core dev of Gridcoin who basically rewrite the, rewrote the entire code base with Psy. Jim has been Boinking since the beginning of Boink, since before Boink. Uh, so a lot of, as that, if you draw that line there, a lot of these old Boinkers are actually really dedicated to the cause that Boink represents. Uh, science education, science communication, getting people really into the scientific system through distributed computing. Uh, and if we provide a tool that lets them do that better, they might come in and help help us really uh, complete these very difficult and monumental tasks, one of which being the one you described and how Jim just described it, which would open the door to people who are new to distributed computing. Distributed computing being an industry that's going to grow exponentially over the coming uh, years and decades uh, because it just makes sense. It's so much better than centralized computing. Um, yep, size, size typing is comments in the, in the uh, 
in the uh, chat, which I is basically uh, agrees with my statement. He and I have the same point of view on this. He's a little bit closer because that that section of the code he rewrote, but but uh, we've had a, a number of discussions about this. But well, I think you know, specifically multi CPID support is not really what I mean. Um, it's just that I don't my extended private or extended public key or my derivation path. I don't know any of those things. I just own my wallet and boom, there's all of my addresses and all my transactions, right? So I'm not saying you need multiple CPIDs, just that what like, what's my CPID? Be like, I don't know. All I know is that I turn this client and then I just, you know, make sure that it's showing a monitor that my computer is in fact crunching. I, I know. Look, the vision of making it easy and foolproof is great. You know, getting there within within the existing with the existing set of code that we have with Blink is a little bit harder than it sounds, right? Uh, you know, uh, Science United has has solved it in a different way. Unfortunately, the way Science United solved it is they dumbed it down to the point where they've removed essentially the concept of an individual at all. I don't know whether folks realize it, but what Science United did is they basically removed the concept of user ID or username entirely, and it's just the host that's contributing directly under essentially what amounts to a master account and CPID. So, you know, there's no, the, the problem with Science United is there's really no way for individuals to to essentially track their, their statistics and, you know, participate in leaderboards. And to me, all the, it, it, it sucks a lot of the oxygen out of the whole game theory approach to this, which is people have a lot of fun you know, seeing how much they can contribute to science, right? See, see, part part of this, part to me, part of the allure of this is, uh, I hate to put it this way, but the positive endorphins you get from actually seeing your contributions. And, you know, look, many of the people that are contributing to these efforts are not scientists, so they don't understand the results that they're generating. So you have to have a proxy to give people a good feeling, right? If you, you know, and, and that feedback is, you know, the results, you know, the credit that they get and, you know, and where they are on the leaderboards for a lot of people, right? I think we can't underestimate, to me, the feedback effect of that feel-good of contribution. And Jay Ringo, I'd like you to comment on that, because I think that remains an important aspect of this. Yes, there's some people that are, are set-and-forget types where they just want to put their put a name in and, you know, punch the button and it all happens automatically. But I think a lot of people want feedback. And and they definitely wanted to be correlated to them, and uh, that's that's the part that's a bit hard. But I, we'll, we're going to solve it one way or another. It's just not going to happen in one in one step. I think. Um, yeah. The to, the to the gamification part. We're actually that's the topic for the Blink Radio uh, in an hour. Uh, is the failings of gamification because I do uh, align with basically everything you just said. Gamification and being able to see your score go up is incredibly powerful for bringing people in. And then you get power users who stick around for that aspect. But, and this is a small but, because I think that is a huge tool. Gamification is a huge tool. But when you just think about computer games, the way they, they even describe, uh, or the way computer games are even described is you have 30 hours of play time, you have 50 hours of play time, and then it gets boring. And, but at the same time, there are people who will play the same game. I'll still play Age of Empires, man. I've, I'm one of the power users that has, it still finds joy out of chopping wood on Black Forest. Uh, yeah. 
<laughs> but if, but if if I if I have your vision right, I mean, I I think you, what you really would like is someone to be able to sign up and blink through the with Gridcoin client and have you know specify the projects that you'd like or whatever, and then it just does everything for you, and then you you know you don't have to worry about the mechanics of it, and and I I think that would be a laudable goal, which essentially is where SciSci and I want to go, is to have Gridcoin be some sort of front end for for the the underlying blink. Uh, client, and I think that's a reasonable goal. I think um, you know there's a lot of details that we have to solve. And odd, oddly enough, it's actually easier for new accounts to just to try and pull in people with legacy accounts that might have split CPID situations and all sorts of other corner cases that you have to deal with, right? So if you're signing up a new user directly and starting from scratch, it's pretty. It's not that difficult. It's actually the 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 difficult cases are the ones that are have been established Boink users for a long time, and you've got to somehow pull all that in and, and make sure it works right. Yeah, and uh, Drew, in case you don't have chat, uh, Sai uh, asks if you can write out your ideas uh, just so it's in writing easier to see. He's not sure you caught it all over voice. Um, and I would also encourage you to write out ideas because not everyone listens to these podcasts as much as I wish they did. Uh, as as the vain part of me is like, oh, man, everyone everyone loves this. Um, not, not, Sorry, not, what, actually, what was that? I, I wasn't actually, listening. Actually, actually I'd, like to, I'd like to add to that. Not only would I like you to add your write your thoughts out, I'd really like you to create a GitHub issue. Uh, either on the development, you know, the main repository or the the other repository, the, uh, the Gridcoin task repository, whichever you think is more appropriate, as long as we capture it. Because if you put it in here, it's going to scroll off and it's hard to find, right? Discord's nice. It's better than Slack in the sense that the history doesn't go away, but it it becomes hard to find stuff. It's much easier to track if it's a if it's a GitHub issue, and then we can we can you know, use that directly to uh, to move into development work. So please, me, please, please create an issue on GitHub to capture while it. While I have you then on the podcast, on the voice chat here, uh, I haven't looked at the contributing uh, .md file as one. I, I usually try to stay away from writing out things just because it's to balance sort of that, all right, here's like a North Star kind of idea. And then work your way backwards to to like what's something that you could maybe get away with that actually would look like an issue that isn't just like well thanks for TED talk closed as well <laughs> yeah thanks, or... yeah but don't don't t don't take that contributing.md requirement too literally in regards to issues uh, there are a number of issues that we're tracking that are what I would call like meta issues like 847 which uh, Jay Ringo I know that number rings a bell to you that's the GUI overhaul issue which is like gigantic and what that thing turned into was just a general discussion of GUI and with a lot of different ideas and you know I'm fine with that and I'd rather it be done there and capture it in a in a formal you know communication document rather than get lost so don't be afraid to create like a general issue just to you know just to throw out ideas not everything yeah. has to not everything has to be like okay I have this bug you know what I'm saying? So I, I think we can't be afraid to create like general thought-provoking issues that we can track. Well, to expand on that, just to, as we get more people looking at our GitHub wanting to develop and challenge themselves from a development perspective, I'm sure they would love to see 
uh, that sort of question and that sort of discussion on how we might do it, even if there's no solution in the thread. Just seeing that discussion might spark an idea for them as a developer who wants to solve this problem. Uh, and it's also a place where we can add ideas as we solve other things that uh, might highlight possible solutions. So for example, if we end up building an adapter for folding at home, maybe in that process, we come across a way that we might be able to build a inclusive, simple, streamlined client. Uh, and if there's that thread there, you know, whoever's building that adapter can just be like, oh, here's an idea. I'm going to go throw it on this thread real quick. Uh, sort of stuff. So the, just getting the conversation going on writing is great because like I was saying, not everyone listens to the podcast. These are very fluid, just kind of fun things to get the community going. Yeah, That's right. And, and, and I'll just I'll, I'll just remind everybody there are two different repositories. So uh, Jay Ringo is very familiar with this. There's Gridcoin Research, which is the main dev, dev repository. And then I think if I recall correctly, there's another one called Gridcoin Tasks, which is a uh, a little bit more I don't know what Jay Ringo, what's the right way to say it? A big picture type uh, repository, which tracks like different tasks that the community needs to do. And that's where a lot of sort of the big picture issues have ended up being done in, in years past. I don't really care where you put it as long as we, as long as we get it, as we track it. Cause I think these things are very important and they serve as a great jumping off point uh, for uh, development and for the discussion. So. I'll make sure I can render it. Hold on. The big reason that I try to start lightweight exactly a week or two when I had basically brought up that idea of the, the dinosaur fossil. And there was just like an overwhelming like historical backing here. Like this is to end up like circulating again. So I just wanted to make sure that it wasn't a topic, that there was somebody, you know, oh yeah, six months ago we talked about this. And so yeah, the closer I can get to something that is not going to be a waste of more effort I'll put into. Yeah, well, here's here's how I'd handle it. So if you've got an idea, what you what you, what I do is put up an issue that just tees it up. It, don't put a lot of effort into it. Just sketch it out, which is only a paragraph or two maybe, and then see what happens, right? And then if you know if you're coming up, if you're dredging up something that's already been thought about before, you know, it'll probably it'll probably get responded to in pretty short order, saying, hey, you know great idea but you know we thought about this and here's that and it could be something really great so i would i would treat it in a staged way don't don't like and by the way i'm just going to put this out for any develop development work uh we really really are an open source community and we encourage open contributions and what i mean by that is i, I really don't want people to go, like go into a you know into a dark room and do a do a bunch of development work and all of a sudden put up this giant contribution without talking to the community and developers first because you just don't know if that's going to be the right direction or not right so when before anybody does contributions to the code it, it's a good idea to put up your ideas as an issue first talk about it and then you know if the idea once you turn over the idea with the devs and different community members and everyone says yeah that's great then go to the effort of putting up a pr and in fact, in some instances, when it's going to be a significant effort and, and SciSci is going to be putting up something pretty shortly, you know, it, it might actually end up being a poll where we ask people whether it's a good idea to do this or that. Right. Which is in line with our with our with our procedures for how we deal with these things. Right. Some things actually are enough effort and rise to the level where you, we actually need to 
formally ask the community whether it's a good idea to do this functionality or that, which is really a part of governance, right? When we're, when we're making a decision about major things, major features that we're going to do or, or modifying the, uh, essentially this is a, a, a portion of modifying the roadmap, right? Then that's the kind of thing that you want to do is you want to be asking the community, is this a good idea to do this or that? Some, some ideas don't rise to that level where you need to do that. It, it depends upon the size of it, right? A good example is the GUI rewrite is huge, right? That, that's a monster, you know, so we, we had to get approval from the community. We had, uh, you know, to, to uh, bounty that thing and, and write it all up, you know, but a PR that's, you know, 20 commits that does a limited amount of functionality, that, does, that doesn't rise to that level. But even that could be significant effort, so you should bounce the idea off the devs before you go and spend a lot of effort on it to make sure that it will be accepted. And the best way to do that is to start with a sketch on using an issue and then and then move to a PR as, as uh, it looks like the idea is good. Hopefully that makes sense. It does, thank you. Yeah. Awesome. A great example of that is the team required removal, which was pulled like three or four times. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> But, Pulled, lost, set would, aside, whatever. I don't know. Well, <laughs> that, that, would, that, uh, that, that was the forever promise that never happened until until now. <laughs> That's right. Well, until someone showed up who could do it, you guys. <laughs> yeah. I would add to that that it's less about how much work it is and, and more about how much it's going to affect Gridcoin. I mean, I understand that things that affect Gridcoin greatly are by default going to take a lot more work than you know things that are just a couple lines of code but you know as generally speaking it's it's not really the amount of work that determines whether or not something is put up for a poll no that that's actually right i mean i'll just i'll just take your uh, i'll just take your example to an extreme right i could write a 20 line of code pr that completely changes the way magnitude is calculated right because it's basically it's a very small piece of code that actually is the formula that computes magnitude. That would completely change the award mechanism, right? Not very much code, very big effect on Gridcoin. So those those are examples, but that's a protocol change, right? So, you know, and, and going back again to the procedures we have, we uh, quite a while ago, we voted in procedures around polls, right? In different types of polls. And that's an example of Day Ring of I'm Right. That's a developer poll which would require the community to actually vote on protocol change related to development work. And that doesn't, that doesn't really have to do with the size of the development. It has to do with whether the development is actually making a change to basic protocol rules or not. So the, you know, the good thing about it is, is we actually have quite a bit of formalized structure put in place already if we respect those, things, right? So you, know, you guys have seen me get a little bit testy in Discord over the whitelisting stuff. And the oh, only reason even. I do, I, <laughs> the only reason I do is because it's, you know, it's a little bit tiring when people put up these, these polls that really, and they, and you haven't gone through the, the right procedure, you know, white, I, and by the way, I just want to put this on record, not to stray too off. Far too I am all for whitelisting additional projects. And I think we have some really exciting projects coming down the horizon that are really interesting. However, if you guys go look at the procedure, it has to start with talking to the project admins to make sure that they're actually ready and willing to do Gridcoin. In one instance, a project where a poll was put up, the, the, we had actually talked to that project admin and they said Gridcoin network's too big for them and it would overwhelm them and they don't need that much computing resource. Not every project is going to be appropriate for Gridcoin's huge network, right? It's a, we have a huge amount of computing power. 
and we can over quickly overwhelm a small project. So it's got to start with reach outs to the project admin coordination with them. And then you do the, the whitelisting poll and all that kind of stuff. So the poll doesn't yeah. come first, right? The reach out comes first. And that's that I want people to remember that. And that's why those polls that have been put out recently haven't gone anywhere is because they, you know, they were sort of disconnected from reality. Yeah, and, so. and Jim, just to, just to add to that point, I'm, because because I, I remember that happening a few times where uh, we did attach ourselves like whitelist a few projects and I mean it it's it's not even that they like it wasn't a good fit it was like it, we had I don't want to say a negative impact but I mean when when your job is to make sure the server's up and running and you're paying for bandwidth possibly if it's a cloud-based system I mean we might we might actually do a little bit of harm to some of the smaller project right yeah we could over um, we could overwhelm those servers Absolutely. yeah completely overwhelmed we could cause like sleepless nights for someone to try to get those things back online right we could cause um yeah. and again based off of based off of like how they have their servers right if it's cloud based and workload based we could give them an actual bill right if we're attacking their servers nonstop all day all night yep right so it's it's this, remember this it's thing. it's not always about just finishing as fast as possible cuz some of these people they're like I got a month's worth of work and it's like gridcoin could do it in a day and a half but that doesn't even help me right like nobody's ready to even receive the finished work so yep you know. I mean, obviously, the stats collection side has been solved with the with the scraper system, right? So that was that used to be another big problem. Is the nodes would also each node would scrape the stats, actually, one twenty five percent of the nodes, but it was a killer. So we we partially solved it. But you know, look, every every Moint client still has to download work units, process work units, and upload work units, right? And every one of those requires bandwidth from the project servers. And so we, and you know, we have thousands of, of nodes, right? I think we have, what is it? We have 800 uh, solo CPIDs that are active. And then I think on the pool, if I saw, we have thousands and thousands of pool based Over 13, uh, nodes, right? Users. Yeah. Over so 13, I mean, think, so think about the number of ac actual computing nodes that we actually have in our network. It's, it's, it's enormous. How many solos? Say that again. Is about eight hundred. I th I think there are eight about eight hundred CPDs that successfully re-verified their beacons after the hard fork. I'd be interested a, if anyone has a second to go pull the superblock stats and see what was in the last superblock. I'll do it right now. Uh, I'd be talking. interested to see. I think you're right. It was like eight hundred right after the uh, fork was implemented or fork was triggered. I'd be interested to see if it's changed at all. But I, I want to tie this for a second. This has been a really interesting conversation covering uh, development process and expanding into uh, how we deal with Boink projects and our relationship with Boinks and our grid coins, what grid coin has gone through to make it uh, something that can work with Boink projects and be responsible and respectful to Boink projects. And what, when we were sort of getting this show started and just kind of riffing, uh, I brought up, you know, scam projects, scam coins, uh, these coins that just kind of jump up, start up really quick with a really cool idea and, and they're brand new. They try to get uh, famous people to take pictures with them so that they can basically sucker people into giving them money for their ICO. And I'm telling, I was telling people, when you're coming into the crypto space, be skeptical and look out for those. And the way you can tell the difference between a scam coin and an actual project that is working towards something and doing stuff is how many projects have been around for uh seven years at this point almost eight and uh have gone through phases identified problems and worked to to correct the problems with the mindset that uh 
Jim and Goblin and Nethlik and Drugans were just uh, describing there. Like we, we realized that we were basically DDoSing projects at one point because there were so many people here. We're like, oh, that's not good. We didn't need to fix that, but let's fix that so we're not screwing with Boink projects. We realized that um, there was a flaw in how we were whitelisting projects and we could hug projects to death or like Goblin, like you were saying, give them a huge bill if they're using a cloud service. We don't want to risk that because we love Boink projects. We like what we're doing. We have aligned values. So we built a process to make sure we don't do that. And we respect that process. The people uh, managing this stuff respect that process. Some people just throw up whitelist polls, but the people who manage the stuff ignore them because they don't follow the process. Uh, that is how you identify an actual project. There are other good projects out there doing interesting, very interesting stuff with distributed computing. Uh, but there are, I have seen at least four uh, I could probably name at least one of them off the top of my head, but I've definitely seen several over the years that are just like, yeah, I'm here, I want your money, and then I'm going to disappear. So I don't know. I am proud of Gridcoin and the way it interacts with Boink. And yeah, I we're not going it. away, and Boink's not going away anytime soon. It's the broadest, it's the broadest uh, distributed computing platform there is, in my opinion, with the broadest range of science and math that's being done. And, uh, and quite frankly, is, uh, you know, if you guys have made a trip over to the, uh, to the Boink Discord, it's got active development going on. And it's, it's, it is being, it is being uh, developed, it is being uh, improved, and uh, I think has a bright future ahead of it. And, uh, and it's being done by people who, are, who don't just have, like, the quick buck in mind, right? This is, this is about the long game and about science and, and you know, not about, you know, uh, IPOs and all the crazy things that have been, go been going on in the crypto space. And that, that's really in line with, with our ethos, right? Remember, everybody, yeah, and, we're playing the long game. So. And as much yeah, as now a, let me as tell you about Protoscoin. Oh, sorry, go <laughs> oh, ahead. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> Protoscoin's amazing. Um, we'll have a, we'll have an April 1st discussion on that. Um, but it's, uh, no, really and, and as much as it's, as much as it's annoying to have required, uh, uh, patches, right. That that'll fork, right. It is kind of nice from time to time to have it for the sole reason that our numbers are, are like actually kind of like it's defluffed, right. These are active people right now. These are people that logged on in the last 30 days and said, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I got a stake and I got to set this back up, right? Um, which I which I love seeing, right? It, it's it's nice knowing that we had that and we still have this many users. Well, that's one. Of the, well, there are a couple. I want to I want to add to that. So there are a couple of reasons why SciSci and I, when we re redid the protocols, decided that while we would eliminate some of this for performance reasons too, but we we decided we would eliminate the the time requirement for accrual of rewards, right? So I think everybody knows now your records, your rewards don't actually expire, but we retained the expiry of the beacon. And you might ask, why did we do that? Well, the answer is we don't want to retain beacons on the network where people haven't renewed their beacon in four years and they still have an apparent magnitude and they're sucking away network uh, credit or, or magnitude from people that are active. We want to maintain the the role of beacons to be correlated with the number of people that are actually active on the network. And by the way, that's right in line with your comment, right? So the idea yeah, is if, so, if someone hasn't, if someone's not interested enough in Gridcoin to re renew their beacon every 180 days, then they need to go onto the inactive list. That's the point, right? And just so to be clear, it's um, if you're 
if your beacon goes inactive, you'll obviously stop burning new stuff. But will you? Will and you, you have, and stuff? you have to, and no, you won't necessarily. So here's the way it works: if if you renew your, if you don't renew within 180 days, you're going to have to revalidate. So you have to reprove your ownership of the beacon. However, if you you're successful with that and you retain the same CPID, your rewards will bridge over. So gotcha. Okay, you, you can actually have a break in there. And it depends upon timing and you'll get away with it. But, you know, if you uh, if, if you don't renew your, your, you know, those are gone. And, and by the way, while while your rewards are while your magnitude is essentially zero, because remember, when your beacon expires, your magnitude collapses. Right. That magnitude that you would have then goes to other people, which it should. Right. People that are not active on the network should not be taking magnitude away from those that are right. And, the, and I'll remind everybody, the other thing that's important is the way the magnitude is calculated, which is what we call super block windows, which was originally an idea from Ravon that we, we, uh, we took and SciSide wrote some really great code that actually put this in production. But we actually use each super block, the magnitude in each super block to compute the amount of accrual from that super block to the next super block. So instead of this like rough averaging calculation which we were using before which was terrible we actually it's a very smooth stair step that essentially follows the magnitude on a, on a super block by super block basis and uh and as a result you know if someone stops contributing to gridcoin their their magnitude will decay away and then or i should say their their credit uh uh, their rack will decay away, and as a result, so will their magnitude. They they won't get to have this benefit of like this historical magnitude that forever remains a positive number, like they like in years past. So after you know after a few months, their magnitude will decay away to zero, and then even if they uh, renew their CPID, they're gonna they're gonna get a reduced payout. Uh, which would be lower than what they would get under the old averaging scheme, and 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 again, that's in line with the with the notion that you know we should be rewarding people that are active on the network, not people that just want to game the system. Does that make sense to everybody? So, yes, yes, it does. And on that note, uh, we're gonna wrap this thing up. Does anyone have any final thoughts? And by final thoughts, I do mean final thoughts, because we got thirty minutes until the Boink Radio podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, I would, uh, I'm just going to reiterate some of the stuff Jim, uh, was pointing out. Um, I would encourage anyone who is, has an idea, uh, to get it out in the community in any way. So coming onto the podcast is a great way to do it. And then it, it, you know, if the feedback is generally positive, go share it in a written form somewhere. It could even just be a blog post somewhere, uh, because what written form does is it lets, people refer to it in the future. So when someone else comes in with an idea that's related, you get to share that link and then they go and you get a thread going that way. Uh, and that is uh, truly how uh, things get built. Uh, like the team requirement removal, we pulled many times, it was shelved, but there was, there was always written records of what people were thinking about going back years. So when they, it came to the point of actually implementing it, Jim and Cy could go back and actually look at what was talked about, the pros, the cons, the uh, the concerns and 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 the, the dreams, the hopes uh, of people, and then implement it from those that discussion. Yeah, um, I'll just I'll just add to that by saying um, Reddit posts also work, right? Could you? It's a pretty easy easy medium for people to kind of post on. Um, and um, I'm not opposed. Um, I know we don't really normally do this in the past, 
Um, I am never opposed to hopping on a Discord call if someone wants to post an idea and say, you know, I really want to have a conversation around it. I, I know a decent number of people here would def definitely not be opposed to probably hopping on a Discord call and being like, yeah, we'll just we can we can chat about this idea if you want, right? So. Oh, absolutely. Me, me too. I didn't mean to, to imply that Discord's not a good place to do that. It's just if we do a significant discussion oh, no, 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 on Discord, no, we have to yeah. capture it somewhere else so that we Jim, don't lose Did your it. microwave go off or was that mine? No, it was mine. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, guys, it's mine. Um, it, no, but it, it, it's it, – no, I, I know what you're talking about, right? It, it's uh, – nobody sees – like, I mean, I have so many unread messages on Discord. I don't think I'll ever read all of them, but it's – um. Uh, from from all the threads, but like posting on like a on a Reddit forum or um or like uh, on the Gridcoin subreddit or or on something like that where we can have a post, see it, and then convert that into a conversation on Discord, um like an actual an actual like uh like an actual like chat, not not like not a not a typing thread, right? But an actual like conversation, um is is totally within the realm of possibility. So absolutely, yeah, I I think everyone. Uh, who contributes a lot to this coin would be happy to sit down with anyone who has a serious idea to, to talk it out. Uh, we do it regularly anyway. And you can also uh, do exactly as Drugans, uh, Drugans did today. Just come to the podcast, throw out an idea, and get some feedback that way, uh, and, and go from there too. Uh, other things to think about here. Um, man, we had such can a good... We, like. Go ahead, Nothic. Can we uh, maybe get like a text-to-speech bot that will just transcribe what happens in, in uh, at the fireside so people can read it? Absolutely you know, maybe... not that. It's what? too much work. If you want to get one, they are all uploaded. If you want to find one that functions well and uh, transcribe it, feel free. Uh, yeah, no, I, I know the I audio files exist. I, need, I know the audio files exist. I mean, to have it in text form, to make it more convenient for some people. I don't know. I could have these... sworn I've seen that somewhere. Yep, you're you are welcome to go find it. Download the files off of the website gridcoin.science and do it on your own. There's nothing stopping you from doing it. I am not going to be doing it. I do not have the time for that. Uh, but we will be wrapping up here. Um, so the 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 discussion. <laughs> See you later, Goblin. Uh, the discussion got so good, I forgot what the beginning rambles were about. So I'm not even trying to sum those up. But we'll see everyone uh, next week, next Friday, 3:30 p.m. Eastern here on the Gridcoin Discord server. Don't forget to update your wallet. Uh, you got about two weeks left. Uh, good chat, everyone. Happy crunching. Yep. Thanks, everybody. <laughs>